Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. If you are new around here, welcome. I am glad that you are taking time out of your day to listen to me, and I hope that this episode will be helpful. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about a topic that comes up for a lot of my clients, and that is, is your anxiety causing your dog's behavior problems? I think that there is a lot of unfortunate shaming and owner blaming in the dog training world. And I am going to tell you a lot of things in this episode that I think are going to make you feel a lot better. But before we do, we jump into today's topic, I wanted just to fill you in on a few things. So Spicy went on her first camping trip and honestly, she was a total rock star. I was so proud of her. She loved it. She thought that being outside all day long so she could dig holes and chase critters and eat sticks was the best. And as you can imagine, there were lots of other dogs camping as well. And there was just, there were so many observations for me uh, as far as like what is really essential in the training department when it comes to camping with dogs. So I'm planning on hosting an Instagram live over on Adventure Dog Academy, and I'm going to talk all about camping with dogs and talk about the things I observed and answer your questions about camping with dogs. So if you're interested in joining that, that will of course be free and um, be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Adventure Dog Academy. We also have a free mini course that you can join and I'm going to talk all about camping with dogs and all the training skills that you need to be successful. So yeah, it's beautiful in Colorado. Spring is such a beautiful time. We've had so much rain and everything is so green and so many wildflowers are blooming and it is just the best. So I hope that wherever you are, you are having a good June. So let's talk about your anxiety and the impact that has on your dog's behavior. So I would like to first add a little caveat here that I don't know everything about the correlation between your anxiety and your dog's behavior. I don't know everything about that. But what I do know is my collective 12 years of training experience and how my client's anxiety has impacted their dog's behavior. So I'm just going to speak to my experience here. And please know that this is not exhaustive, but I think that this will be really helpful for some of you who are maybe struggling with your own anxiety and you're worried that that is making your dog's behavior worse. So as a general rule, your anxiety is not causing your dog's behavior problems. Okay, so just as a general rule, no, your anxiety isn't to blame here. But there is some things that we can't avoid, right? We can't avoid the fact that our behavior definitely does have an impact on our dog's behavior. How we're feeling definitely has an impact on how our dogs are feeling. But before we jump to that, I want to talk about what actually does have an influence in our dog's behavior, right? Like what actually matters and why our dog's are the way that they are. So there are a lot of behavior influences. And as I mentioned already, this isn't exhaustive, but I wanted to give you just more of a general framework here of all of the things that are making up and contributing to your dog's behavior that have nothing to do with you, have nothing to do with your anxiety. So obviously your dog's genetic makeup 
has a very big influence in who your dog is, right? Um, genetics are one of those things that sometimes we get really lucky and we get dogs with really good genetics that make our life easy. And sometimes we get dogs with genetics that don't make our life easy. And I think it is important to note here that genetics and behavior challenges are heritable, meaning that if your dog came from parents who struggled with separation anxiety, noise phobias, aggression, that literally can be passed down genetically, right? So if you didn't have the luxury of getting to choose a dog from really well-established and behaviorally sound parents, that's not that's not something you can change, right? That's just who your dog is. And I know that a lot, a lot of you beautiful people rescue dogs who you have no idea, right? Like what their genetic history is. And it's not everything, but it's definitely a contributing factor here. And I think it's important to remember that your anxiety doesn't change your dog's genetics, <laughs> okay? So genetics are a huge influence in your dog and their behavior, right? Early socialization is also something that maybe you had the luxury of do doing early socialization, but maybe you didn't, right? And we know for definitively, right, that like those early weeks of life are crucial for development and who they become and preventing behavior problems from occurring, right? So if you did not have the luxury of having your, your dog in the early socialization window, that's something you never could have controlled, right? Like that's something that happened before you. If you had the luxury of you had your puppy and you were able to do some socialization, it's likely that even if you were anxious in your puppy's early socialization window, that's still not causing their behavior problems now, okay? It's also important to note that your dog's learning history, right? Whether their learning history is with you or is with someone before they came to you, that's a huge influence into your dog's behavior and in turn, some of the behaviors you're seeing now. I know that a lot of you had the misfortune of hiring trainers early on who were not as ethical or um, knowledgeable as you had hoped. And some of the training techniques that they gave you were quite aversive. And that is leading to more behavior challenges now. That has nothing to do with your anxiety. That has to do with your dog's ability to learn and, you know, you can't blame yourself. You did the best that you could. You're here now. But that learning history, especially dogs who were um, were victim to really cruel training, that's going to have a big impact on your dog's behavior now, which again has nothing to do with your anxiety. Okay? Um, the environment. The environment in which your dog grew up in, the environment in which your dog lives in has a big impact. That environment does involve you, right? So this is where you maybe have a little bit more impact on the dog's behavior, depending, right, on the environment and your personality type. But environment is a huge influence to behavior, right? Physical health is another huge influence to behavior, right? If your dog is not physically healthy, that's going to cause behavior problems. And that has nothing to do with your anxiety, right? That has to do with your dog's individual health, okay? To follow up that, right? Your dog's diet, what they're eating, their digestion, their gut health, all of that is going to influence their behavior. And again, that has nothing to do with your anxiety. And additionally, how your dog is sleeping, right? If they're resting, if they're getting enough sleep. Um, other behavior influences can be 
your dog's ability to engage in species appropriate behaviors, right? A, do- a lot of dogs who are not given opportunities to do normal things for dogs will start to behave develop behavior problems. And that has nothing to do with your anxiety. That has to do with the fact that you're not meeting your dog's needs. So like I was saying, this is not an exhaustive list, but I wanted to run you through a lot of the things that are influencing your dog's behavior that have nothing to do with you or your anxiety. Okay. I think that as someone who definitely has anxiety myself, that is something that I have, um, learned to cope with and learn to, uh, rise, above as much as I possibly can with my own anxiety. I I definitely feel you on taking on blame for like your dog's behavior and being like, oh my God, it's my fault because I'm so anxious. But please don't do that to yourself because that's not going to make anything better. Okay. And your behavior 100% does have an impact on your dog's behavior. We can't deny that, okay? You're living together. You're coexisting together. Of course, that is going to influence one another, but that doesn't mean that you being anxious is causing your dog's behavior problems. So if you had the unfortunate experience of dealing with a trainer who blamed you for the dog's behavior problems, I want you to do some work around that and let go of that and remind yourself that that trainer is not educated and not professional and not ethical and their opinion doesn't matter because that is not the truth right like your anxiety causing all of your dog's behavior problems is so not true and it's completely unfair that a trainer would treat you that way okay so when it comes to what we can influence right like what we can influence about our anxiety and our dog's behavior. I think that it's really important that you have strategies in place for yourself as an individual to cope with that anxiety so that you have that support outside of being a guardian to your dog, okay? And obviously that is way beyond the scope of what I am capable of giving you right in this podcast episode, but I did want to share a little bit with you some of the strategies that I use to manage my anxiety so that it's easier for me to deal with the dogs in situations that are maybe giving me anxiety that I don't want the dogs to pick up on. So first and foremost, I I breathe through it a lot, right? Like when I can feel the anxiety coming on about a dog and something. So like, I want to give you examples. So something that comes up for me is that I utilize Waylon in training sessions a lot, right? Like a lot of training setups with other dogs. And depending on that dog, sometimes I can get a little bit anxious about that setup just because like I'm a professional, I want things to go well. And that has... an influence on Waylon's behavior, mainly in the, he gets a little bit more like whiny and worked up if I'm anxious about it, right? So in that case, in this particular case, my anxiety does have an impact on Waylon, but not to the fact that like he's melting down and he can't cope, right? He's just kind of like, why is mom acting weird? Should I be feeling weird, right? So it's not that my anxiety is causing behavior problems for Waylon. It's just like in that specific moment, Waylon is realizing that like I'm acting weird and he's kind of like, wait a minute, should I? And this completely depends on personality types and your relationship and your bond with your dog. Like obviously Waylon and I are really 
strongly bonded at this point. So like he's paying much more attention to my behavior. I will say that like if I'm having an anxious moment, it really doesn't seem to impact Spicy at all. <laughs> She's just kind of like in her own little world like, oh yeah, my mom's weird, but that's fine. I'm fine here. So anyways, I do a lot of breathing, right? Like I can feel it coming up and what I do after I breathe is I envision in my mind how I want things to go, right? I envision Waylon being a total rock star. I envision my clients being really successful and those dogs having a really nice time. I envision the interaction, if they're going to phys- physically interact, going really, really well. And additionally, right, after I breathe and I kind of visualize what I want to have it happen, I have a plan, right? I know what I'm going to do with Waylon when I get to my client's house. He's got to going to get to hang out in the car. I'm going to leave the air conditioning on for him and I'm going to leave him a licky mat. So I know that he's set while I go and I consult with my client and I get them prepped and ready. And then, you know, I have my training set up. I have my plan um, in my mind. Sometimes I have it written down, but I have that plan, right? So I have all of those things in place to help me cope with my own anxiety so that Waylon can be more successful in those moments with me. Okay. But me being anxious is not necessarily going to lead to Waylon not being successful in the setup, right? Because of everything I mentioned before, right? Waylon comes from really good genetics. Waylon had awesome early socialization. Waylon has a really strong learning history around other dogs and he knows what to do, right? So Waylon's in really good physical health. He eats a really good diet. He's well rested. So all of those things are in place, right? My anxiety can't counteract that. Okay, so I do think that it's important that we have to remind ourselves that our anxiety certainly has an impact on our dog's behavior, but that impact is so small when we look at the big picture of the things that influence our dog's behavior. Okay, I think that it's also really important to remember that your dog is an individual. They're their own self and you alone cannot influence 100% who they are. That's crazy, right? Like that's like thinking like I can control my husband and make him everything that I want him to be. No, he's his own person. Your dog is their own individual self. And if your dog is struggling with anxiety, you need to support them in that, usually in the way of stress reduction, oftentimes using behavior medications, Um, and some alternate strategies. But if your individual dog has anxiety as it is, they have that not because of you, okay? Like they have that because of all of the other influences that I already mentioned. And we have to look at addressing that individual's anxiety first and foremost before we can be like, okay, you need to do this, this, and this, right? Like anxiety is a very complicated thing and it manifests itself in a lot of different ways in dogs. And in order to successfully teach them how to cope in this world and be successful and find joy and be happy, we have to address our dog's individual anxiety first, right? Blaming ourselves and being like, they're anxious because it's my anxiety and I got to take care of my anxiety and then they'll be fine. That is not really true, right? Like you can't just overnight want, you can't just overnight change your anxiety, right? Like that takes time and lots of practice, right? And while you're doing that, you need to support your dog who also has anxiety, 
right? And we have to make sure that you as an individual, your dog as an individual are getting the separate support that you need for your anxiety. And then, right, when that is in place, you're going to see a lot more success with behavior modification techniques you're trying to utilize, okay? So I think it's important to remember that there can certainly be a correlation between you being anxious and your dog picking up on that, but that is not the root cause of anxiety, reactivity, phobias. You can't control everything, okay? Your behavior isn't everything. Your behavior certainly has an impact on your dog's behavior, but it isn't everything. So if you are an anxious person and you have an anxious dog and you struggle with thought patterns of you are causing your dog's behavior problems, I would love for you to come up with a new story you tell yourself, right? And you are doing your best for your dog and that is enough. So many of my clients come to me because they feel personally responsible for the dog's behavior problems. And I always go out of my way in that first session to be like, nope, nope, nope. You can't take that responsibility because it literally isn't yours, right? Do we have to acknowledge that our behavior impacts our dogs? Of course we do. But you saying that your anxiety causes all of your dog's anxiety is completely missing the point right? It's not productive. It's not helpful. So from one anxious person to another anxious listener, please know that you're doing your best and that's enough. And your anxiety is not to blame for your dog's behavior challenges, right? If you are having a hard day, if you are struggling, don't ask your dog to do hard things. Don't ask yourself to do hard things. There are some days where I don't walk both the dogs at the same time because I don't have the bandwidth, right? That's okay. It's okay to give yourself breaks, but we have to be taking care of ourselves and making sure that we can cope with our anxiety, making sure that our dogs have all the tools they need to cope with their anxiety. And that is really going to lead to the most success. So if you feel like your anxiety is causing your dog's anxiety, I want you to know that that is probably not really true at all right? Your dog is influenced by a lot of things, not just you and not just your anxiety. So I want you to go ahead and let that go and embrace your dog, enjoy your dog, appreciate the things that you can do well together and get help to support you in the anxieties that are not working in your favor. All right, everyone have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.